listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. I'd like to start this episode with a big thank you to everyone that's listening and all the downloads and all the people who have been asking for different topics and also the really lovely messages that I've had of support. So thank you. I want to carry on with a little bit more motivation again today. So last time we talked about drive and finding your drive is the key to sustaining your riding, even when the motivation dips. But how can we also sustain the motivation? Wouldn't it be great if we could sustain the drive by reminding ourselves of the why? and then sustain the motivation as well. It's like a double whammy. So I'm going to do a couple more motivation episodes, and here's the first one. When you think about maintaining motivation, after you have gone to your why and you've dug deep, so if you've not listened to the previous episode, go back and have a listen to that one. After you've done all of that, the next thing to do is to think about, first of all, your goals, and then we're going to think about how you put your goal together. So when you're thinking about motivation, then it's always great to have lots of little short-term goals linked in a chain, so sequentially, rather than aiming for the big goal in one go. If you've got a big goal, let's say your big goal is for some time in a few months' time, then it kind of doesn't matter if you miss a ride. It kind of doesn't matter if you don't bother to do any groundwork today. Up the motivation by having a small goal. And you can make these goals as small as you like. Having a goal for each session, whether that goal is maintaining your own confidence, it's starting to build more and more into the the relationship you have with the horse, or you're trying to perfect a certain movement, you're trying to jump in a certain way, or a certain style of jump, whatever it is, there's that small goal for the session. And it works really well if you've got a plan for the session rather than I'll just get on and see how it goes. So you've got that small goal, but maybe you've got a goal for the week and then that builds up. But I really would say having those short-term goals is really useful because you're breaking down a bigger goal into little chunks, manageable chunks, and you can also see differences. Whereas if you've got a big goal, day to day, it's difficult to see differences consistently. But that smaller goal, and however small it is doesn't matter, then you really can start to see differences. So the second thing that I would do in order to maintain motivation is to think about 
how you package your goal together inside your mind. Some people will package this in more of a visual way. You'll be able to see what you want to be able to do. Some people will feel it. They know how the horse feels, maybe when the horse is in self-carriage, that lovely floaty feeling, and they'll have some kind of feeling for what they're trying to do. Some people will be able to tell themselves that they've done well. It's the constant chatter inside their head. It's what some people might call the chimp or the inner voice, the inner critic, the self-talk, whatever you want to call it. Some people will know when they're doing well because that self-talk will just alter a little bit. And some people will be a mixture of different ways that you know that you're getting on with your goal and different ways that you have put that goal into your memory. So how can we maintain that motivation knowing what the goal is and knowing that we've put it into our heads in certain ways, we've we've coded it in certain ways? Well, the first thing to do is to make sure you've got a visual aspect to your goal, even if you're not a visual person. And I've said before that I'm really not a visual person. I'm learning visual all the time and I am getting better. But as a natural modality, it's really not my choice. So I'm aiming to visualize better and better. I'm aiming to see things a little bit more clearly rather than the kind of grey fog that I normally see. So visualisation is great because you can work on so much. It's almost like having that simulation inside your head. So you can feel when you're riding inside your head. You can tell yourself what to do and what not to do whilst you're riding and you can see what you want to see. You can make sure that you're in the correct position. You can make sure that you're seeing yourself do a circle and not a square or some kind of other shape that you've probably added in. And you can really, really enhance then what happens in real life. Your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So if you have imagined what you want to do and you've not just done it visually, but you've put in sounds and feelings as well, then by the time you get on your horse, your unconscious mind thinks you've already done it several times. So you're getting into a kind of muscle memory But it's a muscle memory that's not only physical, but it's also to do with a mindset memory, if you like, as well. So visualization is fabulous. If you want to know more about visualization, there is a separate podcast on that. So go back and have a little listen to that to get the full detail. The next thing that I would add in to your motivation is a spot of something called anchoring. And anchoring is bringing 
into your body a feeling that you would like to have. So how can we do this? Well, if you think about a time when you were super duper motivated, and it can be to do with anything, not necessarily riding, it could be to do with work or anything else, you were really motivated at that time, as long as you can get back that intense feeling. So if you think about what it feels like to be motivated, and as you think about that, just as soon as you get that feeling, start to press your finger, your index finger and your thumb together. When that feeling starts to decline, move your fingers apart. So that's something to have a little go at after you've listened to this episode. And you can add in all kinds of feelings. So if you want a feeling of success or a feeling of calm or confidence, you simply go back to a time when you really felt that very, very strongly. And then you feel it again as strong as you can. As soon as the feeling comes on, press your index finger to your thumb. And soon as that just starts to decline, move the fingers apart. And we've talked about then visuals, we've talked about feelings to keep you motivated. The last aspect is for people who use a lot of self-talk. And even if you don't use a lot of self-talk, just a smattering of it, again, adds that depth to your motivation. So if we can put in all different modalities. We can put in some visual, we can put in some feelings, we can put in some sounds in terms of our own inner talk. It just helps that unconscious mind have a really great sensory idea of what you're trying to achieve. So with the self-talk, for motivation the voice that you hear needs to have good tonality. For me, for example, I want that voice to be quite strong. I don't want a wispy little voice telling me that I feel motivated and this is great. I want a really strong, definite, self-believing voice. So you might need to adjust how that voice sounds inside your head. Also, you might need, as you tell yourself what you're going to be doing, what you want to achieve, how you're going to do it, as you go through that self-talk, and this time it will be self-talk done on purpose, if you like. It's not the automatic self-talk that just flows in. Think about the words. Think about what motivates you. It could be a single word. It could be, go for it. It could be, be brave. It could be, let's do this. It could be, we've got nothing to lose. Let's have a go. Whatever you like to listen to, whether it is just a single word, a single phrase, or you've got more constant chatter, the self-talk that you're doing on purpose now should also 
help to give you a good feeling and possibly a good visual as well. It's hard again for me to do that visual bit. I can really hear the voice. I get the voice really well and I can get the feeling. But the visual is always the last bit, the bit that I need to work on more. And so if you're a visual person, you'll find it really easy. And if you're not so visual, don't worry about it. But if you can see something that would be motivational to you, whether you're looking at a rosette or you're looking at a lovely calm horse or you're looking at a dressage test sheet or you're looking through the ears of your horse and you feel really good, it doesn't really matter what the visual is. But if you can add it in, that would be really great. You might need to play around with your self-talk, not necessarily with the words that you say, or as I said before, that tonality in terms of the quality of the voice. But you might want to think about how loud the voice is. Does it make it more motivational if your self-talk is really loud? Does it make it more motivational if that self-talk is at a lower pitch? Does it make it more motivational if that self-talk is in somebody else's voice? Someone who you really admire? Someone who puts a smile on your face? Maybe it's your trainer or instructor or coach or somebody else. Does that increase the motivation? Does it make it so that you can feel that motivational feeling more or you can see something highly motivational more if you change the direction that the sound, the voice seems to come from? So if I just allow my self-talk to just carry on in its own little merry way, it feels like it's between my ears, actually, somewhere in the middle of my head. But if I think about it and I kind of will it and I imagine it, I can get it to sound as though it's coming from the left or coming from the right. I could also change it so that it comes from behind me or it comes in front of me. So which way is best for you? Another thing that you can adjust with self-talk is the accent. It could be an accent that you find really soothing, an accent that you find really energising. Play around with the sounds to give you the very best feeling. Just like you would play around with the sights to give you the best physical feeling of the horse beneath you and also the very best emotional feeling inside you. And if you do this regularly, and it will only take a couple of minutes, I challenge you to spend two minutes on it a day, maybe one minute if you're really busy, and just see how your motivation is able to stay more on a level rather than dipping and then having to be built up again. See how easy it is then to maintain that motivation, even when 
you don't necessarily feel like riding. Maybe you're tired or the weather's not good or there's something else that's distracting you away from riding. See if you can maintain the motivation via these little tips and also through the drive to keep you going all through the autumn and all through the winter. Do let me know how you get on. Do let me know any other topics that you would like me to talk about, if there's anything specific or very general to do with mindset. I've sort of settled now into doing these episodes on a Tuesday and a Friday, apart from if I have a guest and I've got a longer episode and I tend to just put those on on a Tuesday. Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you again very soon. Oh, 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 oh,